Hey there, I'm Tiffany Youngren, owner of OMH Agency, and welcome to Breakaway Agent. In a world full of real estate pros struggling to get ahead, there are a few who emerge and become wildly successful. If you are or are working to become one of these breakaway agents, this show is for you. Thanks so much for listening. And even if you get one thing out of this episode that helps you move your business grow, then that is a huge win. Hopefully you'll get a few nuggets to help you move forward. Today, I'm really excited to welcome Jay Wu, co-owner and real estate broker at Hyler. Hyler Realty. Hyler Realty or Real Estate? Hyler Realty, yes. Hyler Realty, okay. Hey, Jay, thanks for being here. (laughs) Jay is a community advocate, mother of two, and co-owner of Hyler Realty with her business partner, Sean McMillan. For 23 years, she has used her sharp mathematical mind along with her passion for helping people to make a difference in the real estate industry in a meaningful and beneficial way. Jay, again, thank you for being here. I'm so glad to meet you and get to visit with you today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, I just shared a little bit about you, but how about if you just kind of tell me a little bit about yourself and what you do? Sure. I got into the real estate business actually via being a mortgage broker back in 1995. Um, And being in the analytic space, as my brain naturally is, I enjoyed uh, math and paperwork and helping people financially understand what's fiscally prudent and responsible in terms of buying a home. And that's how I started in this career. However, having done it now for 23 years, owning the real estate side was something that we did back in 2008 and realizing that really making a difference of using the mortgage experience and background and knowledge and incorporating that into truly helping our sellers and buyers understand the market and what their um, financial consequences of owning and selling are. It's been a very helpful uh, and magnified experience for our clients because they have one brain trust that can help them with the multi-facets of a very big financial decision of selling and buying. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And so, um, and you are a team lead, like you have real estate agents that work that you, what's your role with them and what are their, what's their role in your life? I am a producer (laughs) as well as uh, the broker owner, along with my partner, Sean, as you mentioned, Um, we have nine agents that also produce their own and they're also able to weave in and out in terms of our listings and our buyers. And so we try to be um, matchmakers when it comes to personalities. And so if an agent is a really great fit for our buyers and, and I'm kind of moving away from the buyer side and really, you know, my strong suit is, is negotiator and uh, being the listing specialist. Um, but if the agents are a good fit for the buyers that I have or that we, you know, garner from lead generation and open houses, et cetera, then we try to match those agents with um, the buyers and give them an opportunity to work and procure that relationship, et cetera. So there are many directions that we can weave our agents in and out um, in our production. So it's helpful that way. All right. So is there an, is there a niche or a niche or of client or property that you work with in particular? Well, being on the West side of Los Angeles, our average price point is a, a little bit over a million five, I would say two to 
two to four million is our sweet spot in terms of price range. I know that people in different parts of the country are like, oh my God, I can't believe it because the average price is 250 or so. Um, and since I do work with a lot of agents across North America in terms of coaching, networking, et cetera, it's always interesting to hear the various price ranges that exist out there. Um, but our average typical home that is three or three to five bedroom is in this price range. It's very expensive to be here on the West side, but we are surrounded by Silicon Beach and we have Amazon and Google and Hulu and Netflix and everybody's kind of moving here to the Santa Monica, uh, Playa Vista kind of area. And so we are the hot, you know, hot new topic location destination kind of for, and we have lots of jobs between Century City to the coast. And so um, our price points are pretty uh, tremendous. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a beautiful area. So um, that's pretty, and it definitely sounds like quite the hot spot. So that's, that's very good. And um, so as far as, let's kind of get back to your team. Are you growing it or are you, okay. So yes, you're in definitely in recruitment mode. We are, as you may have heard, I mean, real estate's going through a little bit of a shift right now. Um, the market since mid-July has kind of taken a little bit of a, a turn. Rates have increased one and three quarters percent. Um, obviously, there's the sentiment of uh, comfort as well as feeling profitable. Maybe people are getting a little uh, concerned um, with the current administration. We just had midterm elections yesterday, et cetera. What's the next couple of years going to produce? We're fortunate we are in a very um, income-producing area. So we're very different from a neighborhood outlook of market than the rest. But in terms of adding agents to our our company and growing, I know that this is a market where agents are looking for a change. Maybe they haven't been supported. They're not getting mentorship. They're not giving opportunities at the firms that they currently are. And we are one of the few left of the mom and pop kind of companies. I mean, I'm Mama Bear and my partner, Sean, is Daddy Bear. And we really are Mama Papa to our agents in the sense where we are there for every little question, every aspect of the transaction, going on the listing appointment with our our agents, being there for the buyer consultation, going touring through our what's called broker caravans, which is broker open houses that we do here in, in Los Angeles. So doing those kinds of things with our agents. I'm also the ongoing trainer for our company. And so I spend a, a set one hour a week with each of the agents that want to have training time with me. They can have more. They're welcome to shadow us. I'm pretty much an open book. And so anytime they want to spend with us, um, they get to have that time. You can sit next to me for all day if you have the time and just go on the, you know, here I go through the phone, the way I fill in contracts, et cetera. So my life is pretty much, I live it in a glass bowl and everybody's welcome to be a participant. You know, anything that I do, anything that I'm talking about, being a part of, I I just love the more the merrier and I'm a team player and I really enjoy our people, the agents that we attract are the ones that uh, want a culture of unity and connectedness and having fun and learning and growing. But at the end of the day, it's about what's right, not who's right, and really serving 
the client. Like it's about the client mindset, not having commission breath. Yes, we all want to make a great income. And fortunately in real estate, that is a very easily accessible um, direction, of course. However, it's the, when your head hits the pillow at night, what did you accomplish? Did you give back? Did you make a difference? Were you kind? Did you have empathy for the other human being? Did you give before you took? Um, Really, it's about that pay it forward mindset that is, uh, I guess, our life legacy that my partner and I, um, we based our partnership on that is the fact that we're going to walk the earth and make a difference. And the money will flow if you give enough to others, if you really make an impact, you really do the right thing for the right reasons. And ethics, of course, in real estate, it's a big, big deal. And we follow that straight and narrow line on that and really try to make that impact of, did we train these agents to do the right thing and put the customer first, put the team, you know, efforts. And we have lovely personalities. I mean, they're, these agents are just people I could sit around and just, you know, shoot the breeze with and have a cocktail and really look forward to seeing every single one of them, each one being dynamically so different, um, but enjoyable. And so that's the, the culture we're building, the team that we're building. We want the business to be fun because real estate is our life and our life is real estate. It's also right. intertwined, you know, just going on my kid's field trip and connecting with a parent. It's head knocking, really. It's another person that gets to understand who I am as a, pers- as a person, but also then they can understand who I am as a business person. And then there's deep rapport and trust. And from that, when they go to sell their home, guess who they call? It's me. And yeah. so I think that the door knocking aspect, especially in a very metropolitan area like here where crime is you know high and people are just worried about who's knocking at my door and they're so busy busy i think that the interpersonal relationship and having meaningful conversations every day and going deeper with each human that you interact with um and it's you know i heard the term is called head knocking how much head knocking can you do how many deep conversations can you have and eventually it always ties back to real estate when they like you they're going to always ask how's business Mm-hmm. And the response so is, I've never, I've never heard that term head knocking before. Yeah. You know, you heard door knocking and that's yeah. what salespeople do. You go door knock. I mean, to yeah. random people, but head knocking is when you have a sphere of people, your friends, family, your sphere of influence, soccer team, softball, baseball, you name it. And you have just meaningful conversations with another human being. But when you are a professional in your business and you are um, the resource, people are naturally going to ask, how's the market? How's mm-hmm. business? It happens every single time. And when, when you're prepared with the answer that it's going to lead to another thoughtful conversation around real estate, that's when you're the professional that they're going to turn to when they hear of, next time you hear of someone who could use my help, more than ha- I'm always, I always have time to help those you care about. And having those kinds of availability, even if you're really busy, I'm perceived to be very, very busy. My purpose, though, is for each person I have a conversation with, I'm never too busy to help you and those you care about. 
And that's an important aspect as a real estate agent, I think. And, you know, you, you want to be busy. Yes, you're busy. There's activities every day filled your day of things that you can be working on, whether scripts and dialogues or, you know, lead generation as they call it. But I've never been that salesperson personality. I went into banking for a reason. I didn't want to be a salesperson. I wanted to connect with people. I wanted it to be meaningful. And so the key things that I do is just talk to people. And the more you talk, the more people you talk to, the more you can find out what's important to them. They might be, oh, you know, we're thinking about moving or my job, we might be relocating. Oh, great. And or, or do you have a home that you need to figure something out? Do you want help in terms of resources for a mover? Do you need, a, you know, you name it. Uh, just try to be that resource person. Do you need a painter? Do you need a contractor? Do you need someone to fix things up? Do you need a tree trimmer, uh, a maid, you know? attorney estate planning you know you just had a baby you need to figure out life insurance you know so those those kinds of things that I think maybe real estate agents may not realize how important they are as the matriarch of their community and the fact that you're the masthead of uh even in a town where we have a few hundred thousand people um I love to be that connector. I love to be the resource. I'm here and available to vet the, you know, and I tell them I'm Tom, constantly top grading because with laborers, who was a great handyman yesterday may not be a great handyman today. You just don't know. <laughs> and so to top grade the resource book that we have and make sure we have the best attorneys, the best, you know, contractors, the best architects, whomever that, the people that are in our sphere may have a need for want to be prepared to help them, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that having the mindset of how can I help someone today is also a key part of being a useful human being, but also it's great for business. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, and I think um, there's definitely a mindset where you're one person, like there's no, like, here's my real estate me. And then here's, the other me, it's like, no, it's me and it's a relationship with you. What do you need and how can I help you? And more holistic that way. Yeah. And I think that as women, we're naturally nurturers. I think we're natural caretakers anyway. And being, I'm the, I'm the firstborn. So I'm the oldest of four girls. I'm the firstborn in terms of grandkids. So I'm the firstborn in my entire generation immigrating here to the United States in the mid seventies. And my my duty in terms of culturally is to caretake for my parents, for my sisters, for my cousins. Like I'm constantly the person that was taking care of things. But I think that even though that was a role that I inherited as a child, those skill sets now as, a, as an adult and in the workforce, it's grew me my entire life to be a great caretaker. And it's just a natural instinct. I'd much rather take it upon myself than ask someone else to do it, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's this next chapter I've got to learn. is <laughs> the who, not the how, you know? Who's going to help me uh, grow, not how am I going to grow? Right, right. Well, and, and real estate does lend itself really well to to that way that to that approach. So, so when you're bringing people onto your team, what are a few things that you're looking for in candidates? 
I'm looking for the grit factor. I'm looking for, do they have the willingness to do some of the grunt work? Because real estate is physical and people forget that part, but physically it takes to when selling a home, it's like the whole in that, um, uh, what is that movie with uh, Kevin Spacey and then and that Benning where she's like, I will sell this house and she's scraping those in her, uh, you know, her her slip dress, etc. And in real estate, it does take taking out the trash, sometimes cleaning up the dishes and tidying things up and making the home look its best. I don't know how it works in different parts of the country, but here in the price point we're dealing with, we personally show each home and for every showing, it's not like we um, we have a lockbox and so forth, unless the property is staged and vacant. But if it's an occupied home, mm-hmm. we have to go in there and make it look pretty pristine. And so does the agent have the grit factor? Are they kind? Do they have the, the uh, ability to be learning-based? You know, because all of that creates an amazing future for that agent of, because if they're already kind of set in their ways and their producer, it's fine. They're, we're not going to have as much fun together. <laughs> um, and, and it's, you know, we do have a couple of agents that are, you know, very seasoned offsite and I get it and they do their own business and that's fine too. And we get together for holiday parties and we celebrate the first day of the year, not on January 1st, but we do it on February 1st because January is such a wash anyway. You're hungover for New Year's Eve. You have all these expectations. It's the New Year's, you know, and then New Year's Day, you're already, oh my God, eating junk food and having New Year's Day parties. So, and then it just spirals downward from there. So we're like, give yourself a break. Get everything out of your system. Use January for business planning. We're going to use January to set your goals because December is too difficult with Christmas. You've got too many holiday things going on. And so January is our reset button. And then as a company, we celebrate February 1st as the start of the new year. That way, people are not feeling bad about the new year. People already had four weeks gearing up for reaching their goals. They've already had that momentum heading into it so that when we announce happy new year, February one, it's your new year. We're going to start looking at, you know, where have you progressed? Where are you headed? What have you accomplished so far? People already feel great by the time February 1st comes because January 1 is just such a pressurized situation. And so we do that a little bit differently in celebrating it. And we do like a unique experience, whether it's lunch together with all of our agents. This year it lands on a Friday. So we want to try to figure out doing like kind of riding bikes up Malibu or going bowling or doing like a unique experience, like a bonding experience, having a meal together and kind of just downloading as a, as a company and seeing how checking in with everybody and what's been great for you. Where are you headed to this year and what are you trying to create or what have you done so far that you've enjoyed in already in this new year and, and kind of, kind of have a celebratory happy new year that way mm-hmm. um, because <laughs> kind of a launch into the year and they've already had a little bit of time to find some success that they can build on that momentum. It sounds like. Yeah, exactly. I, awesome. I just find that it's just so, um, so much more rewarding that way. And then, cause I'm a really goal oriented person. So I have a tendency like 
to have these big goals, but then if I'm not reaching them, I just kind of beat myself up a little bit. And it's so demeaning. And so it's like, okay, how can we stop this vicious cycle? Because 23 years of being in business is like, all right, I'm going to, we got to think differently. Um, the other thing I look for in agents is the ability to think outside of the box. I love quirky. I love different. Like, I don't want everybody to have to be the same, but to have a culture of like embracing the differences and being unique, being yourself, how can we create an environment where the different thinking is how we evolve and grow? I don't want to be stuck in the 80s of real estate marketing and the way the same just listen, just solds go out, et cetera. In this day and age of digital media and marketing, there's different stories and different ways to tell those stories. So how can we just kind of think outside of the box? So I love having team meetings where we're looking at, okay, what do we do? How can we convey that story and how could it be unique and different? So when kind we're a fresh perspective. Type. Yeah, exactly. And so when we're looking at agents that, and I love the newly licensed agents. Um, I love to train agents that, are, you know, kids have finally, you know, grown and they're moving on to uh, finishing uh, grade school and heading into middle school or um, young, you know, uh, agents that have just finished college and they're wanting to figure out where they want to be in the world and realizing, you know, wow, I heard real estate is a great path for me and more millennials and younger are entering into the real estate space. And that energy is so cool for me. I love to see what their pers- their ability to move about in technology blows my mind. You read a story on your Instagram when I'm like, okay, I know I'll figure that out. You're going to show me. And, and, but those kinds of innovations is where we're headed. And interestingly enough, I'm a probate, um, certified probate specialist as well as senior real estate specialist. So for me, I really... Um, love the the aspect of helping people transition because that with seniors that's kind of you know what and being the fact culturally I was raised in a where I took care of my grandma and my mother and generationally to help them and so to have the skill sets to transition because that's also the future too we have a huge what they call the silver tsunami headed uh. into our world as a culture um so to bridge helping young people understand what senior needs are, because most of them weren't raised to understand what that is even, you know, because right. <laughs> right. that, that's kind of like the missing gap from that growing up with an iPhone or texting generation to, hey, you need paper, you need to slow down and you need to, you know, be physically present with Mm -hmm. somebody and walk them through step-by-step slowly um, versus this whole, I only text and I only email. It's like, no, no, you can't, you can't work that way when you're helping the mature generation is what they're called. So it, to, to kind of train them on all the different areas. Um, But I think it comes down to what kind of human are they? That's kind of what we look for. You know, Mm -hmm. are they a good human being? Because if so, and they're kind of, um, not cheesy, but like, I love a theme. Like, I love dressing for Halloween. We <laughs> love decorating our office for the holidays and things like that. If 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 they're into that, then there are peoples, you know. If they're into teamwork and being team players, 
they're our peoples. If they're um, about, you know, learning and, and, and open-minded to seeing different ways and not ego-based, they're our peoples, you know? They're, we've, we've interviewed a few folks that are like, I don't think they're going to fit in. I know they're driven to want to do their sales and so forth, and they have this plan mapped out. Great. But if they're not about the heart and the empathy and the ability to care about the people they're helping, then they're not going to last very long here. So it sounds like a culture fit is a priority. Yeah. Like you can train the rest of that. You really can't train that who they are as a human. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I I think that being a good human being, not a human doing is important aspect of uh, being an agent here because um, I want to love on my agents, you know, I want, I want them to benefit from, you know, the thousands of transactions I've done as along with my business partner and we're very nurturing people. So, well, and looking at someone who's new, what would you tell your own rookie self if you were coming in as a new recruit? Database and relationships. Database is crucial and, uh, doing those little things to deepen relationships and hanging on to those and then scripts and dialogues. I think that those are the key things to have a never ending flood of business. So do you have a system to manage that? Yeah, we have the, uh, my coach is, uh, Joe Stump from Byron Only, and, um, he's been my business coach for 18 years. Oh, wow. and, uh, so that's a long time to be with one coach. Um, it is. And uh, he has evolved me from mortgage banking into owning a real estate company. I never thought that this is the direction <laughs> I was going to head into in my career. Um, but because of the things that I've learned, the systems that I've learned, the scripts and dialogues that I've learned, the inner work that we've done to also have the reflection on the outer work, it's really it's some really deep, intense things that we've worked on over 18 mm-hmm. years, not just, again, you know, phone, you know, the dial for dollars and all those things. Uh, it's not the Glengarry world that we live in here. It's more about um, the meaningfulness of the people relationships and how to create a client for life philosophy and how to create that raving fan experience. Mm-hmm. Just so down to the details that they're just such a raving fan. When you focus on even the details of where they park and directions through that detail, just getting them to an initial consultation, imagine how the rest of the transaction is. Yeah. And so those are the things that I learned from him, uh, fortunately, very early on. And my prior experience in coaching was always, you know, churn and burn. How many calls did you make? How many, you know, how many cold calls and how many did it? And it, I felt like I was at a job and I didn't, I didn't want that experience. Whereas when I met Joe, it's like, you take such good care of this person that you met and you drop referral seeds during that, that relationship, you should have a, a referral before you, they even buy their home or sell their home. You know, my purpose is for you to be so outrageously happy with the help that I provide you. You gladly want to introduce me to at least two people you really care about 
before we help you close in your house. I mean, that's a really lovely conversation to have. And they're yeah. like, oh, of course. And actually, it's the reticulator activator. Um, my colleague is also looking to buy, and I really think they could benefit from your skills. And I'm like, great, because my negotiating skills alone are worth every penny I get paid. I would love to help them. So having those, and those were all scripts from, you know, his scripts dialogue. So I think that having the coaching system I've had with him over 18 years, um, now I'm part of, you know, his coaching team and helping and mentoring other agents um, that, that join by refer only and being uh, one of the mentors within his organization um, because I've known the system so extensively for so long. And, and I'm a long-term person, you know, I have a 25-year vision is what he teaches us. What's your 25-year vision? You know, people overestimate what they can get done in a year, but they underestimate what they can get done in 25 years. Oh, that's great. And so if you look at, you know, 25 years, can I 10 times my income? You know, can I 10 times my business? Can I 10 times the number of agents I have now in 25 years? Absolutely. In a year, that'd be kind of overwhelming to your nervous system. (laughs) Well, and I love how committed you are to growth. And, you know, even at any level, you're just like bettering and moving forward and, you know, attracting people who are like-minded. Um, what are one or two things that you struggle with today when it comes to growing? Uh, yeah, I think that for me, the shiny objects, I think that's with any of us that are real estate agents, there's constant information <laughs> overload. There are so many things to learn. There's so many things to read. There's so many things to watch and grow from. And my biggest challenge every day is to just stick to getting, checking these few things off my list before I take on the next shiny object because I am so fascinated to learn. I am so um, interested and I love this business so much. And so there's everything that I see and hear, I feel like can benefit real estate and our practice and our company and myself, et cetera, whether it's self-improvement or business improvement, et cetera. So I've really got to rein it in in terms of, okay, there are all these other courses and all these different things and I want to go to everything and I still have two kids at home and I still have a husband and I, and I still have to make time for uh, self-care as well as, you know, making sure that um, all the people that are in my life are cared for and, and the various boards that I'm on, et cetera. So uh, my challenge is reining it in, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and just focusing focusing the one thing as Gary Keller says yeah one thing to completion before I move on to the next so exactly well and I think it's interesting too because there's such a balance between I want to learn I want to take all this in and and then in real estate you know I was in real estate for over 15 years and I remember the same thing I, I always I always tell people even to this day there's no better sales training than you get in real estate you always get the gadgets first. Like everyone's coming at you with every, you should, you should, you should. I remember we were in a, um, we were in an office meeting in, I mean, it was probably 1995 and we had an agent come in. She's like, oh my gosh, I heard about the greatest idea. And I, and I helped a lot of the agents with marketing then. And I remember just thinking, oh no, here it comes, you know? And it's just like, there's this really cool thing. It's called a web page. 
And I remember thinking, what? <laughs> what are you even talking about? Like, we just started putting our listing addresses on, you know, public. So um, I, I always feel like that, like, you know, now I'm in digital marketing, so I do hear it a little bit quicker, but, but I swear that industry, you just get so much coming at you. It is, it would be hard, especially when you're producing, because then, you know, you're like, hi, and then you're the first one people want to come to. So I appreciate how much you're open to learning and doing new things, but yet still, you know, action's going to get hindered way too much and, and quality of life that you're talking about, um, if you took all of it in. So, you know, good job, good job filtering. And <laughs> Older wiser, as they say, I don't know if uh, in my, in the 90s, I could have understood this and, and having the patience uh, now to realize um, that I will get further if I just am the tortoise, tortoise, not the rabbit. And to mm-hmm. take it step by step versus trying to sprint to the finish line at 10 things, finish one thing mm. and take it to the next because I will get to the finish line in a much more sane manner than if I was that rabbit just trying to sprint as fast as possible to the finish line. And to meditate, take in the process, slow things down, and realizing that it's much better for me and the people around me, but also... Um, it's the journey, not the destination. And this journey is quite incredible. And so to enjoy the nuances of it, really focus on the task at hand. And I have to stick to my, my checklist. You know, I make the list the night before I look at it in the morning, I make sure that I one by one, because if not, my brain is so overloaded with the amount of demands that I get that um, I start losing my memory and losing sight of things. And so Mm -hmm. I've got to stay focused. Okay. Well, we just have a few more minutes, but before the podcast, before we did this interview, I'd asked you about something that you're passionate about sharing with other agents. And you actually had the opportunity to tell me two different things. I don't know if you knew this or not. So I want to bring up both of them and just give you a chance to briefly just touch on each of them. One thing that you mentioned is that you um, really care about uh, expressing that it's important to be a ser- super servant versus a superstar in the real estate world. Mm-hmm. Do you want to just um, tell me a little bit more about that? Sure, absolutely. It's another thing from the buyer for online coaching, which is super servant mindset is about see through vision, seeing it from the other person's perspective. A superstar is, look at me, number one agent, million dollar producer, who cares? The client does not care. You care if you're a superstar, but as a super servant, as an an agent that really here to um, serve others is to think about, okay, if that person is dealing with a loved one who passed away, or that person is dealing with going through a divorce, what are their needs? What is happening in their life? And then having the the wherewithal to cater the conversations, paperwork, the level of help you're providing them to what they're going through. That's a super servant. Mm. Marketing items are also about, from the seller's perspective or the buyer's perspective, what is it that their needs are at that moment? The superstar marketing is, you know, 
I just sold, you know, 20 homes in your neighborhood. Great. Good for you. But what was behind that? And I think that 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 is one of the key things that we work on is really giving to others. Because when you give to give without attachment to the outcome, the, the receiving and being open to receiving, that's one thing I learned recently. You have to be open to receiving. You can't just be a giver. You'll be totally depleted. Um, and open to receiving is that the, the receiving end is 10 times greater than any giving that is done. But coming from the mindset of it feels great to give. It's great to serve others. It's great to be a, a servant leader versus I'm going to hit you over the head and just be a jerk about it. And I'm going to get my way or the highway kind of a thing. And I just think that makes our industry, because we know there are a lot of folks like that that are in this business, a little narcissist, a little egomaniacal. It does make it tougher to have a collaborative um, transaction and collaborative business. If we could all just work together to help, to have a cooperation, as they call it, cooperative competition. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. <laughs> cooperation. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm totally thinking about that today. That's like the best word ever. Taylor, my assistance on this call. Taylor, can you slack me on that? Because that was that was gold. Okay. That's it. Like done. Drop the mic. No. Go ahead. Cooperation. <laughs> That we're in, we're in a business we can get so much more accomplished if we if everybody um, shifted to have that versus just trying to be catty and 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 very um, evil to each other. I think that there could be so much more had if we we truly did have that. And um, you know we we strive to be that. So that's the main thing about servant versus um, superstar. You know. We've done amazing superstar things, but we try to convey it in a manner where it's like, how do, how do we serve in that situation? You know, um, I can't help but think about social media. Um, that's one thing we're always, I, I just love that you have that attitude because so often um, social media is like that too. I mean, and real estate's a really good example. If you look at most real estate agent, social media, I mean, if you think about when you're on a social media platform, what you expect to see. And you certainly don't want to just watch someone breaking their arm, patting themselves on the back, right? It's supposed to be social. Like who likes that guy? And so, and the nicest people end up doing it. Like, it's not like they're jerks because they do it. I'm like, you did that? Like, you know, so I think again, it's messaging so important and being deliberate about it, but I don't want to miss this other passion point that you had. Um, you also said, do what, uh, do what's right. It's not about who's right and being committed to that versus being uh, so attached to the outcome. Do you want to elaborate on that just real quickly? Yeah. So, you know, uh, it's, it's kind of like the, the, the people that just clench, right? Every day they're in this clenched self, um, self-defense kind of a mode, especially in the climate that we're in right now. I think that we're we're in a situation where people are just feeling anxiety and anxious and, and forgetting about the message of compassion and empathy and also the fact that um, thinking clearly, people mm-hmm. have lost sight of how to think clearly past the anxiety and scarcity mode versus coming from a place of plenty and love. 
And if you can come from a place of there's plenty out there and love on people, then you end up doing the right thing Mm. and not about I'm right, you're wrong, you know, the combative thing. And like I said earlier in the podcast, it's it's about what's right, not who's right. Mm -hmm. And people lose sight of that when they're in a state of anxiety. People lose sight of that when they're in a state of um, despair and frustration. And again, this, this business is all about people care and psychology. And so to stay uh, focused or, or remember the fact that it's people to people, it's hand to hand combat. How can you do it in a manner that is um, beneficial for, for all people? And that's the key art of negotiation. How, how can everybody win and feel like they're winning and it's not about more one-sided or the, or the other. Yeah, that's awesome. That's very true. Okay. So this is, this is um, my favorite question. Now you've just given a ton of great information and um, I could just literally listen to you talk about it all day, but um, I am a huge foodie and um, I especially love coming to LA and eat, although I do, there are a lot of places here in Billings that I love too. But um, so as a huge foodie, it's tradition that I always ask, um, what is your favorite dish and where? Oh my, I have to say the, um, crab ham rolls at Sugarfish Sushi. It, okay. It definitely. Uh, what, what part of town? It's is that- Brentwood. Well, there's several, there's Brentwood, Santa Monica and Beverly Hills uh, location wise. Okay. They also have one in downtown and they actually created a New York location now too. Wow. But they have an omakase where sushi, where you go from all the different, it's a trust me sushi. You just sit down, you order the trust me, you get the array of sushi, and then it ends in this perfectly warm rice with the, the perfectly cooled crab with the mayo wrapped in the crispy oh. seaweed that is just perfect. Perfection. Sounds but amazing. <laughs> one of a, a million places and dishes that are here that are just, there's so many that flooded in my mind. I had to focus on the one thing I think I was probably craving today, but it is, it's a question. I was, was going to say, it's getting to be lunchtime. So now's a good time to be thinking, like, where do you like to eat? Yeah. <laughs> the whole day is obsessed over food anyway. So it's always about what, what is, what's the next meal? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh yes we are too yeah exactly well thank you so much jay for being here uh, you just gave some amazing takeaways and everybody out there thank you for listening taylor who is uh, my sidekick that you don't see right now or, or you haven't heard from she is helping um with production as well as our sound guy alex younger so thank you so much and remember the best is yet to come